Hey, I'm Mason. I'm Grant. And this is Noda. This week we watched Breakfast Club. It came out in 1985. So you want to give intro? That's what I said. That's all I got. All right. You got some? No, I'll just I'll go into the summary. All right, so we have a summary of The Breakfast Club. This is oh wait, I have something to say. This is oh. one of my favorite movies. It's up there. It's top three. It's a good. Yeah, movie. I thought it was pretty good. I've never seen it, so I wrote a summary down this time. I've seen it four times. This is my fourth time watching it. Wow. For my first point, they did something wrong. They did do something wrong. Yes, they did go to the pension. Um, moving on. So they're all in the room, and they're not supposed to leave or anything. But then Bender the messes library. with the door. Yeah, the library. But then Bender messes with the door, and he got like eight more detentions. So that was fun. And then I wrote Bender kept hitting on Claire and was being really creepy and gross. Yeah. Bender almost got into a fight with Andrew, and then Andrew and Allison got... Oh, they got to go get drinks. I don't know why I put a question mark. Yeah, because they went to like to the teacher's lounge. I don't think they ever brought back... No, yes, yeah, they brought back yeah. sodas. Yeah, and then I said, Allison, Allison likes to drink vodka. Which may, be, <laughs> which may not be true, because we learned out later she's a compulsive liar. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, we learned Bender lives in a very abusive household, which... I was very proud of myself because he was like, you want to know what goes on in my house? Whatever. And I was like, is he going to like roll up his shirt? And it's going to be like cigarette burns. And then he did. And I, yeah. I'm a genius. Anyways. <laughs> um, and I said, they snuck out to go get weed from Bender's locker. But no one knew it was going to be weed except for Bender. Right. That's why Brian's like, it has marijuana. Do you approve of this? That's marijuana. Yeah. Which is funny. Cause later he was one of the first ones to smoke it. So, yeah. anyways, um, and then I wrote, Bender intentionally got caught so the other people wouldn't. And then I wrote down that the principal threatened Bender, which was terrifying. <laughs> and then Bender snuck out through the ceiling. He, like, like spy movie crawled across the tiles. Yeah. He was also, like, telling himself a joke, which was weird. But, oh, that and... joke, that joke was improv. Uh, this, I did not write that down, oh, but really? I'll talk while you're talking. Yeah, he, while he was crawling, John Hughes, there was a line there, but when he was Judd Nelson was in the ceiling or in that mm-hmm. scene. He forgot what his line was, so he just started talking and he made that joke up. And there's no punchline to the joke because he didn't know he he did not know what he was saying. And then he and then John Hughes was like, "Yes, that was good." And he was like, "I didn't know what was going on the entire time I was talking." Oh, so that's so fun! I love did, that. He didn't remember what he had said until he watched it. That's great. I love that. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote down. So Bender snuck out through the ceiling. And wrote down Bender, Brian, and Claire all leave to get high together, but then everyone gets high. Um, <laughs> Andrew had and like we, crack. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he started like doing gymnastics. I was like, what's going on? Anyways, and then I wrote down Allison likes to steal stuff because she steals Brian's wallet and learns everything about him. Yeah. And then she dumps all of the contents of her purse onto the couch and it's extensive <laughs> when it came out you said that's so many tampons it was like two yeah no it was a lot it was a lot there was at least like seven okay fun little story i once had a friend that told me she forgot to take hers out and just put another one in there oh. so all right moving on we learned that claire is a virgin in the wildest way possible um yeah by allison telling her that 
she sleeps around constantly. <laughs> I almost said she's a necrophilic, but that's not true. No, nope. that's not. What's the word I'm thinking for? I don't know. Doesn't matter. The sex Moving addict. On. Sure, close enough. And they said that Allison's parents ignore her because that's what she tells Andrew. And then Andrew bullied this kid to get his father's approval, which was, which made me feel bad for Andrew. And it also made me hate Andrew. Yeah, it was one of Brian's friends, too, because Brian was like, yeah. that was you? Oh, I'm so sad. Yeah, it was. And then I wrote down, Brian tried to kill himself, crossed it out, and then wrote down, Brian was planning on killing himself. But he was going to use a flare gun? I'm pretty <laughs> sure that would not have worked. No, that's why they all laugh at him. And then he starts yeah. laughing. Allison says, was it a handgun? He goes, flare gun. <laughs> and yeah. there's like, and Andrew starts laughing and then they all start laughing. Yeah. And then I wrote, Claire and John got together and John wore her dirty earring. Because <laughs> you had talked about that. Uh, yeah, I think you should have like cleaned it off first. Isn't that how you get like some type of disease? Like pink eye, but in your ear or something? I don't know how it works. Purple ear. Purple, yeah, purple ear. Yeah. <laughs> And I said, Andrew and Allison got together and Allison stole a patch from his jacket, which I thought was kind of rude. I think she should have just stole his jacket, but instead she like ripped something off. She was like, got it. And then she just leaves. <laughs> and then I wrote down, Brian wrote the essay. That was what he was reading in the beginning. And but the I thought end. it was really, yeah, he read it in the, in, in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. But I thought it was really sad that he didn't get anyone. Andrew got Allison, and John got Claire, and Brian got the essay. Yep. The match made in heaven. Well, he he is very smart, and he loves writing, or he loves, not writing, he loves uh, brain working. What's that called? School. He loves academics. That's the word. He loves academics, and um, I'm yeah. sure that was his first love. Did you say he loves brain? <laughs> no. no, he loves brain working. Like, oh, <laughs> he loves brain. <laughs> yeah he's a zombie yeah do you want to talk about any notes you have now or do you have any notes i don't have any notes because i knew everything about this movie and had no new comments to write okay i wrote down some notes from the beginning so at the very beginning i was like whoa what was that locker about but then we find out it's bender's locker and he Mm -hmm. just decided to booby trap it with like a guillotine the locker that's being talked about is the one that says open this and you die and then the f slur right um, and then it has a noose on it yeah and but then they open it and like a guillotine drops down yeah which i think is weird like why is it inside locker like you'd have to like, open locker and stick your hand in really quickly for it to even cut anything oh i think it's or just, just supposed to scare people, it's to scare oh, okay. people. it cut off the tip of a shoe oh it did mm-hmm. oh that's crazy all right i wrote down hate the little daughter oh the little the, daughter, oh the little, little sister the, uh, brian's family actually yeah. both his mom the brian's mom and little sister are played by anthony michael hall's um act the actor's um family that's his actual sister yeah. and mom yeah i did write that down but it's okay i have a lot on him i have a whole page <laughs> anyways and i wrote down um uh, i didn't know his name yet so i just wrote down athlete but andrew looks like he has an abusive father which i guess he kind of does they all do mm-hmm. i think that's the point but yeah, um yes Okay. And then I wrote down totally in quotes because I thought that was a funny thing where he was like, totally, totally. Yeah, he said, if you get on my bad side, you'll be totaled. And then John says, totally. And then Andrew says, totally. Yeah. And then I have one last point, And you may have this in like your fun fact section. Um, so if you do, you can just edit this part out. But 
I wrote down that all the um, actors were in the were part of the original members of the Brat Pack. Yes. Along with Rob Lowe, which I think is fun. You wouldn't know this, but Rob Lowe plays Chris Traeger in Parks and Rec. Oh, cool. Yeah, when I was reading my parent reading to my parents the facts that I had written down about the movie, uh, my mom was like, aren't Ali Sheedy and Molly Ringwald and a couple others in that movie in the Brat Pack? And I was like, I don't know what that is. And my dad was like, yeah. yes, yes, they're in the Brat Pack. Do you, do you know what it is now? Um, A little. The Brat Pack is like the, it was like the it kids of the 80s most of their roles were um high school or freshman and sophomore college students they were like it's like you know when like old disney how like miley cyrus and demi lovato and selena gomez were like the it girls of that time it was like that vaguely i didn't watch disney channel okay well you Um, know how i watched disney xd because i'm a cool kid oh wow olivia holt the girl in kicking it Oh yeah, she was. She would be part of our times Brat Pack, but it, it's not called Brat Pack. But that's what she is in. Okay, yeah. Also, like, it wouldn't the girl in Live and Maddie because she was also in Descendants. Mm-hmm. Dove Cameron. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure Cameron Boyce would be too because he was in Jesse and Descendants. Yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he? I'm sure he was in something else. He's been in lots um, of stuff. I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you want to go into your fun facts now? I would love to. Okay, last episode we didn't call it this, but I really, I regretted it. I wanted to call it your Mason moment. Oh, right, um, right. And then I just forgot to. So anyways, here's well, the Mason ep- moment. Most of this episode is going to be a Mason moment because I have like two pages. The screenplay, like the script, it was written in only two days. Oh, all right. Um, and that's kind of funny to me because there's so many like quotable things from it. I quote it all the time. So you, ha- I think it was you. It could have been like my mom or something, but you were like, why are they called the breakfast club? They don't eat breakfast. Um, It was originally going to be called the lunch bunch. I don't know if it was John Hughes or someone else, but they said they didn't like the rhymey thing that of, of lunch bunch. They thought it sounded too juvenile. So finished at the breakfast club to make it sound more serious, I guess. But another word was another title was going to be the Library Revolution, which sounds yeah. very serious. It <laughs> sounds like a movie yeah. about a war or something. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't go with that. Like if I was watching a movie called The Library Revolution and the principal did not get killed at the end, I would have been <laughs> I would have been like, waste of a title. Mm-hmm. Go back to Breakfast Club. Uh, the Breakfast Club, the reason why they chose that specific one is that specific name is because it was the detention kid, the, the detention kids and staff nickname at the new Trier, Trier High School where the son of a friend of Hughes's attended. So, okay. So okay. that's cool. Judd Nelson's outfit that he wore in the movie the whole time, because, you know, they were to change. Um, it was the same one he wore when he auditioned for John Bender. So that's oh. pretty cool. Did he keep them afterwards? Yes, they are his clothes. He auditioned oh, in okay. them, and he, and he wore them on set. And well, like, typically, them. yeah, when you, like, wear them, it goes into, like, almost an evidence locker. But, um, <laughs> like, prop stuff, like... Um, Costumes? Yeah, because I know from um, listening to the Office Ladies podcast, like, NBC has this big warehouse where they have, like, just containers full of every prop that's ever been in one of their shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they have, like, every costume that's ever been worn there. Yeah. yeah. He probably kept him 
his clothes afterward. He probably changed clothes like when he went home, left his costume at the set so he wouldn't mess them up. But yes, he probably kept his clothes afterwards. Um, <laughs> John Hughes. Oh, if you, I, I'm pretty sure you know John Hughes is the director and the writer. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. He attended Glenbrook High School, which is one of the schools that was used in the film. It was used as a set. Do you know what part of the movie they filmed there? I'm guessing it's not the library. Right. It's either the hallway or the gym. Oh, yeah. I forgot they went to the gym. Yeah. They built the library in the gym of the main North High School. That's where the library took place in the main main North High School because the school's actual library was too small to film in. So they built that in that school's gym. Oh, yeah. Which is crazy because that's a huge library. Mm -hmm. It's got like a statue in the middle and it's got like several staircases that seemingly lead just to the ceiling. No, there's like a second floor. Right, but it goes past the second floor, doesn't it? Or does it just... I don't think. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, and it's got, like, those huge two-story rooms that are just glass. That was an insane library. <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't an actual library. It was a gym. Which um, is sad. I want to go to a library like that. Well, um, you can pretend. Go inside the gym at Main North. Okay. I think these schools are in Illinois, I'm pretty sure. I could be very wrong, but I think they're Illinois. Um, the weed that they smoked was oregano, obviously. <laughs> and Allison's Wait, did Dan they actually smoke it? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Because you said the weed they smoked was oregano. So I was like, wait, did they actually smoke oregano? No. Okay, you no. just get the stuff in like the package. Yeah. Okay, and got it. And Allison's dandruff that she shakes over her art is yeah. Parmesan cheese. Oh, so that's, uh, all right. That's really fun. I like that one. The title of the movie is The Last Spoken Line because Brian's reading his essay again. And then he says, Sincerely, The Breakfast Club. Imagine if he'd been like, Sincerely, The Library Revolution. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Sincerely, The Lunch Bunch would work and Sincerely, Breakfast Club works. But I don't think they would have ever said Library Revolution. Uh, what would they have called themselves if the movie was called that? They'd be like, the Sincerely. Revolution. No, they wouldn't call, like, my group of Why friends, we, <laughs> we call ourselves the library revolution. No, you wouldn't be like, we call ourselves, you'd be like, we are the revolution, the oh, library revolution. sure, okay. Do you think the principal read that and was like, wait, so you didn't just sit here quietly the whole time? <laughs> like, because he knew that Bender got and ran through the, got up and ran through the halls, but as far as he knew, everyone else just sat there and wrote their essay, but then he's like, wait, one essay? Talking about how you all became friends. He was like, you obviously did not get the point of detention. Sign language. Maybe he thinks it was sign language. They just talked. I don't think he's stupid. Mm, he's mm. a little dumb. A little bit. When he tried to keep the door open and he put the folding chair and Bender was like, the door is too heavy. And then he was like, shut up. And kept the door there. And then he was like, Andrew, get over here. And he like put the stack, the, the shelf in between it. And then Bender, <laughs> Bender was like, that's a fire hazard. Yeah. And you were like, there's another door. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there is. It's two doors and he only opens one. He also didn't use the kickstand that was obviously on the door. Yeah. Okay. After casting Emilio Estevez as Andrew, they made him, they made the character a wrestler instead of a football player. Because John Hughes yeah. thought Estevez's body frame was too small to be a passable football player. 
I thought he was a football player, which because you know it's like the very stereotypical jock mm-hmm. character. That was that was the reasoning that um, John Hughes gave later on. He was like, "No, I'm not body shaming. No, no, I just it was just been too cliche that there'd be a football player, so I made him a wrestler." But they were all like, "No, you definitely said he was too small." The poor guy. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he cared, but yeah. Molly Ringwald and Judd Nelson, uh, Claire and what's his name bender did not get along off camera molly ringwald tried to get john hughes to fire jet judd nelson for quote terrorizing her nelson claimed that he just stayed in character but ringwald thought it was much worse that's so mean (laughs) on both of their parts yeah. <laughs> yeah. Molly Ringwald was originally cast as Allison, but since she had just played the unpopular girl in 16 Candles, she begged and asked John Hughes to switch her role. And he did. He was oh, like, okay. that's crazy because I had this in my character part, but I'll say it now. Emilio Estevez was really originally cast as Bender. Oh, really? Um, I didn't see that. Yeah, but then they, Judd Nelson auditioned. They said, oh, no, you're Bender. And they moved Emilio. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Judd Nelson improvised the ending scene when he put his fist in the air um, when he's walking across the football field. It was originally just going to be him walking, and that was it, but he just put his fist in the air for no reason. Cool. Yeah. Anthony Michael Hall improvised the So I Can Vote line, which is my favorite line in the entire film, when Andrew says, why do you need a fake ID? And then Brian says, so I can vote. It's my favorite line <laughs> in the entire thing. And... It was improvised. Originally, Claire was supposed to eat pasta for lunch, but Ali Sheedy, Allison, suggested sushi because it was a luxury food in America during the 80s. Oh. Yeah. That was crazy. She pulled that out and I said, what (laughs) is going on? Which is especially weird because I didn't know they brought their lunch. I thought they like ate something that had already been prepared. Oh. Um, Because like they had to go get drinks, so I thought they were going to get food too. And she mm. just pulled out sushi and said, what kind of school is this random girl sushi? And then she says, can I eat? And then Bender says, I don't know, can you? Or I don't know, you try or something. I yeah. love that. He's like, yeah, he says, know. I don't know, try it. Yeah, <laughs> that was so funny. That's me. I hate sushi. It's good. Uh, Allison doesn't speak for the first 33 minutes. She just makes weird little noises. Yeah, she's like, Hur. Claire's dad's car belonged to John Hughes, and John Hughes donated it so that the cost would stay under a million dollars. Made this for under a million dollars? Yeah, apparently. Oh, that's fun. Molly Ringwald could not do Claire's lipstick trick when she puts it between her breasts, <laughs> and she goes, mm. So they shot it from behind her, so you can't see her not doing it. All right. <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. Uh, Emilio was Hughes's first choice for Andrew, but he also considered Michael J. Fox, who is who plays Marty McFly in Back to the Future, which is my favorite movie. He also considered Jim Carrey, Tom Cruise, Matthew Broderick, and Rob Lowe. Wow, all right. But I think Michael J. Fox totally should have been Andrew. No, I don't think he's enough of, like, the jock type. No, I don't either, but I just love Marty McFly. Oh, okay, yeah. I, and yeah. I want to see Michael J. Fox in two of my favorite movies. Okay, there was supposed to be a dream sequence where Allison imagines Andrew as a Viking, 
Bender as a prisoner, Claire as a bride, Brian as an astronaut, and herself as a vampire, but it was cut. I am both disappointed and happy. I don't want that to be part of the movie, but I want like a deleted scene that I can go watch of that. Yes. I feel like it'd be like a fever dream rendition. Like I feel like if I watched The Breakfast Club and then got in like a very high fever and had like the wildest fever dream with all of the people from The Breakfast Club. I feel like mm -hmm. that's what it would be like. Yeah, this is pretty cool because we just did Spaceballs. Rick Moranis was originally cast as the janitor, but he was oh. replaced due to, quote, creative differences because he wanted to play the janitor as an over-the-top Russian stereotype. That's a mistake on John Hughes' part. <laughs> um, so I think that's pretty awesome. I think Rick Moranis was definitely right. I would have loved to see him in this movie as an over-the-top Russian stereotype janitor. Yeah, who's best friends with Brian, <laughs> who isn't janitor is not brian's dad and this was actually my first time noticing that because for the last three times i watched it i was like oh yeah the janitor is brian's dad bender like messes with him for it and they don't and he doesn't like deny it right brian's just like no what uh I'm like, what are you talking about he, he doesn't say no that's not my dad it's like no we're just friends but he has a different last name and later on uh john hughes cameos as brian's dad picking him up from the school oh that's fun so. yeah which i thought was a little weird that bender or no that brian was the one that knew the janitor i feel like it should have been bender because like he's the one that's in detention and at the end of the movie mm -hmm. the janitor's yeah. like i'll see you next week bender or john or whatever he says yeah but i guess it also makes sense like brian's kind of like a social outcast yeah he probably does go eat lunch with the janitor brian's the sweetest uh, this is very short uh claire was originally called kathy but they changed it to claire I don't know who they is. It could be John Hughes, but it was changed, and I like Claire better. I hope it was some, like, top executive producer was like, no, I once dated a Kathy, hated her. <laughs> I bet it was Molly Ringwald. She's com she complains a lot. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> She's like, no, I don't want to be Allison. I hate John, or not hate John Hughes, Judd Nelson. Hate John Hughes. Um, <laughs> she goes, John Hughes, I hate you. Get me a new director. <laughs> Honestly. Um, Robin Wright, Jodie Foster, and Laura Dern all auditioned for Claire, but none of them got it. It was all before they were big in the industry. Wait, who? Jodie Foster, Robin Wright, and Laura Dern. I don't know any of them. Okay. But... And John Cusack and Nicolas Cage auditioned for Bender. Can you imagine Nicolas Cage? He would have brought a little a little flavor of insanity that Judd Nelson kind of did bring, but Nicolas Cage would have brought it so <laughs> over the top. It would have been terrifying. It would oh have been gosh. unbearable. Imagine if it was Nicolas Cage and Rick Moranis as the janitor, and then just interacting it would be so fun. This would have been a. This was almost a very different movie. This could have very easily been something so scary that people watch <laughs> it because movie. it's so bad it's good, right? Like a horror movie. But instead, we got this classic heartfelt movie, which is okay. It's still a great movie. Um, the reason I was laughing so much at you talking about Nicolas Cage being um, Bender is because I thought of that. I have a My Little Pony pillow that has Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> Have I showed you this? There's this no. okay, it's a pillow and it has my little pony on it, like all the all the ponies. And in the middle it's um Nicolas Cage. That's really something. I we're giving it to Goodwill. 
Oh, that's sad. This is also really sad, this part, because you're probably going to have to edit it out to keep it down, but this is such a good story. (laughs) I'll post a picture of it on Instagram. Okay. Okay, nice. Uh, The girls, Molly and Allie, called Anthony Michael Hall Milk and Cookies because he looked and acted as sweet as Milk and Cookies. Aw. Isn't that so cute? Yes, but I don't like milk and cookies. I always thought it was weird. I was like, your cookie gets soggy. Then you like dip it in. There's like cookie crumbs in your milk. and Drink the milk after. Oh, well, okay. But I didn't like milk. I didn't drink it. I was allergic to milk when I was little. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I have last, last fun fact. The dancing scene was only supposed to be Claire, but Molly Ringwald was nervous so John Hughes got the entire cast to dance with her to make her comfortable, and he ended up liking the shot of all of them together better than just her. Yeah, it would have been really uncomfortable if it was just her dancing on top of a bookshelf. So there's another case of Molly Ringwald complaining. Yeah, okay. When we started watching this, you said you didn't think I'd like the character of Claire because she's whiny the whole time, but I liked Claire and it turns out I don't like Molly Ringwald because she's mm. so whiny and complains about nothing. Because she was John Hughes' it girl, she was his muse during the 80s. And so many of the films that she's in are John Hughes films because he just loved her so much. John Hughes cut contact with Molly Ringwald and Michael Anthony, Anthony Michael Hall, after they rejected a few of his scripts and he was so mad at him, he just stopped talking to them. According to Molly Ringwald, he is very notorious for holding grudges for decades. He did not talk to them for 20 years. And a couple of the, the only script that I remember that was denied was Anthony Michael Hall saying that he didn't want to be in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. John Hughes got so mad and was like, I don't want to talk to you ever again. I don't remember what Molly Ringwald denied, but... Well, I read that Anthony rejected being in Ferris Bueller's Day Off as a bigger character because he didn't want to get typecast as kind of that nerdy... Oh. Um, there's something else like that, and I'll bring it back up. But yeah. All right, that's all I got. Oh, all right. I have John Hughes facts later, but you can talk about uh, the cast first. So, cast. First, Emilio Estevez as Andrew Clark. He was married to Paula Abdul, which I thought was really interesting, but okay. they're divorced now. Oh. Um, and they wrote, yeah, that he was originally cast as Bender, but mm-hmm. then they put Judd Nelson in that character instead. You may have said this, but uh, he comes from like a family of actors because his dad and his brother are both actors. Michael Sheen and Charlie Sheen. Yep. I have a little fact about the name, the different last names and stuff. Yeah, I read that. I was like, wait, why? Okay, I can explain it. My dad tried really hard to explain this. Let me see if I got it right. Okay, Michael Sheen, his last name is originally Estevez. And he has a brother that I forget the name of. His brother, I think he got famous. Like he started acting. Um, Mm -hmm. He was doing pretty well. And then Michael Sheen, he changed his last name because he didn't want to be typecast or cast based on the fact that he's Hispanic. Right. He didn't want to be the Spanish actor. He wanted to just be an actor. So he changed his last name so that he could also get famous on his own terms and he wasn't just that guy's brother. Then he had kids. I think he had four kids. And Charlie Sheen is the only one that chose to keep um, his dad's 
a stage name. The other three were like, yeah, we're, we ha- we want our last name. We want to be the Estevez, Estevezes. <laughs> and then Charlie mm-hmm. Sheen started acting and then Emilio started acting. And Emilio has said before, I think it was Emilio, that when he would like call in like at hotels, there would be like panic or like nervousness in their voice. And then when he got there, all the nervousness and stuff went away because they're like, oh, you're a white guy. Oh, that's so, rude. Yeah. I think I got those facts right. You can yell at me if I'm wrong, but I think that's right. Um, anyways, I wrote down he was close friends with Rob Lowe, which I guess they probably all were because he was in the Brat Pack, but it specifically said it for Emilio. I said he, I wrote down that he makes his own wine in his vineyard. I think it's in Ohio. It may not be. He may have like more than one house, but he does live in Ohio. So oh, that's cool. Which I was like, why would you grow wine in Ohio? <laughs> but then I wrote down he is known for The Way, Bobby, The Public, and The Breakfast Club. And that's all I have on Emilio Estevez. So the next one I have is Paul Gleason. He plays Richard Vernon, the principal. And I really thought he was going to win our like most acted because he's been, a, he's acted in 146 different things but he did not win so he's the only actor that has died out of the cast he passed away in 2006 due to mesothelioma he became famous for playing white collar sleaze bags as imdb put it um (laughs) he owned a restaurant and he once said that he started acting because he had nothing else to do (laughs) and then just decided he liked it what a good reason to get famous yeah, he was just like, I'm bored. And then he started acting. He was like, oh, this is kind of fun. <laughs> but he is known for The Breakfast Club, Not Another Teen Movie, Training Places, Van Wilder, Party Liaison. I think he was in like an episode of Drake and Josh. Okay. Um, Walker, Texas Ranger, Boy Meets World, hmm. Murder, She Wrote, and The A-Team. After him, I started writing how many episodes they were in of like TV shows because I'm pretty sure they weren't like main characters. They were just like guest stars. But for yeah. him, I didn't. So I have no idea how many stuff he's actually made. Okay. Anthony Michael Hall. He's the big one. Oh, that's my favorite. Brian's yes. my favorite character. Who is your favorite character? Brian or Bender? Okay. So Anthony Michael Hall, who plays Brian Johnson, his mom was a jazz singer. I okay. That was really fun. And his birth name was Michael Anthony Thomas Charles Hall, but he switched Michael and Anthony. And I can't remember why. I think he, I think I read, but I think he just did it. He was just like, I'll change it. <laughs> He started acting in commercials at seven. Mm-hmm. So, and he was on SNL in 1975. He was 17. He was only on it for a year, but he had to leave because he had to go to rehab. Oh. So, uh, yeah. And my next point is he was an excessive drinker and partier, but he has been sober since I forgot to write down the year, but I think it was in like sometime in the 1990s. He's been sober for a while. Okay. He turned down roles in Pretty in Pink and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He didn't want to be typecast as the nerdy kid. And John Hughes said, get him out of here. Yeah. He has a band called Hall of Mirrors and he sings, plays bass, plays guitar and drums and composes their songs. Oh, busy man. Is it still a thing now? I don't know if they still make music, but I'm sure you can go listen to their music. Well, yes. I meant, like, are they still together? Um, I don't know. I didn't see anything on that. What are they called? Hall of Mirrors. Okay. I wrote down his sister in The Breakfast Club as his actual sister, but I didn't know that it was also his actual mom. Mm -hmm. He's friends with Robert Robert Downey Jr., which I think is fun. And he's actually Robert Downey Sr., or he's the godfather of Robert Robert Downey Jr.'s son. So I think that's one of their pretty close friends. That's cool. And he is known for War Machine, 
Live by Night, Foxcatcher, The Dark Knight. He was in three episodes of The Goldbergs. He was in one episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He was in an episode of Riverdale. Something called Freddy Got Fingered. Don't know what it is, but thought it was worth mentioning. Okay. The Poltergeist TV show. Don't know what that is. Murder, She Wrote. Well, it's a TV show with about the poltergeist. Right. I said, I like saw it and I was like, oh, poltergeist. And it said TV series afterwards. I was like, oh. Anyways, he was in Edward Scissorhands, um, The Breakfast Club, 16 Candles, and National Lampoon's Vacation. Moving on to Judd Delson, who plays John Bender. He majored in philosophy in college. Mm -hmm. I thought that was interesting. The reason he started acting was because he went to a friend's audition and was forced to audition to, like, stay. Like, they told him he had to audition to stay. And he got the part his friend was auditioning for. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, if if that happened to me, I'd be like, we're not friends anymore. Sorry. It's not his fault. Yeah, I probably would still be friends with him. His two most notable films were both in 1985, and he played polar opposite characters. His other movie was St. Elmo's Fire and The Breakfast Club, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, Where in The Breakfast Club, you know, he played the, like, criminal character. And in St. Elmo's Fire, he became an over... He was an overachiever. Mm -hmm. That was his character. So he's known for The Breakfast Club, New Jack City... The Transformers, the movie, St. Elmo's Fire, Ben 10 Omniverse, Bigfoot Wars, then an episode of Phineas and Ferb. I know the episode of Phineas and Ferb that they're talking about because I am somewhat of an expert. Right. But he plays this character called the Guru, which I thought was a little problematic because the Guru is a very stereotypically Indian character. <clears throat> so I thought that was weird because he's got like a, a very strong Indian accent. You know, he's like, a monk, right? Very stereotypical Buddhist character. Uh-huh. I thought that was very interesting for a white guy to play that. Moving on to Molly Ringwald. She perf- she acted in the least amount of stuff, which I thought was interesting because I knew her name out of everyone else's. But Molly Ringwald, she played Claire Standish, and her father was a blind jazz pianist. Maybe he played with Anthony Michael Hall's mom. Anyways, she is fluent in French, and she turned down Julia Roberts' role in Pretty Woman. Oh. She made the cover of Time magazine one time, and she had a, She has a younger husband, and he wrote an essay about, quote-unquote, romancing older women and called it Confessions of a Boy Toy. Okay, Madonna calls her, called herself a boy toy. Madonna called herself that? Yes. That doesn't make sense, but all right. Well. All right. <laughs> a boy did. toy is like a man. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyways, I don't know why IMDb had this, but I thought it was so just fun that I had to write it down. She's learning to play the ukulele. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Yeah, that's the whole fact. I just thought it was really interesting that IMDb was like, yeah, she's learning how to play the ukulele. We're all proud. Judd Nelson likes to play golf, according to IMDb. Yeah, he does. I didn't write Mm -hmm. that down, but he does. And she is known for 16 Candles, The Breakfast Club, Pretty in Pink, for keeps with a question mark at the end. Riverdale, which I don't know what she plays in Riverdale. The Kissing Booth and not another teen movie. Mm-hmm. The Kissing Booth. Yeah. Who is she then? No idea. Okay. I didn't write down their character names. Ali Sheedy, who plays Allison Reynolds. She was treated for addiction for prescription meds. Oh. But I think she's good now. That's good. She auditioned for Molly Ringwald's role in Sixteen Candles, but she didn't get it. 
Mm. And she turned, but she turned down a role in Top Gun, and she was the first cisgendered female to play a transgendered rock star. She wrote a best-selling novel at twelve, and she is known for The Breakfast Club, War Games, Short Circuit, High Art, X Men Apocalypse, and Saint Elmo's Fire. And then, last but not least, we have John Kapalos. I think is how you pronounce his last name. It's mm-hmm. Greek. But he is the winner of our most acted mm-hmm. award. He's acted in 199 things, which is a lot. Yeah. He speaks Greek fluently, which is really the only fact they had about him. They had like <laughs> three facts. And the only interesting one was he speaks Greek fluently, which is interesting because he's been in so many things. But he is known for Medical Police, which is a weird TV show on Netflix. The Shape of Water, Suits, The Breakfast Club. He was in an episode of Criminal Minds. He was in an episode of Shameless. He was in an episode of Law and Order LA, an episode of iCarly, an episode of The Sweet Life on Deck. Um, he was in Legally Blonde, an Ooh, episode of Seinfeld. Oh, you don't know. No, I don't. He, wait, wasn't he the delivery man? I don't know. That's why I asked you. I think that's who he is, just based off looks. He was in Seinfeld, episode of Murder, She Wrote, 16 Candles, and Tootsie, which we should review sometime. Because it has one of my favorite actresses of all time, Jessica Lange. She didn't know how to pronounce her. You did not know how to pronounce her last name for the longest time. If you ask me, it's Lange, but I guess she pronounces it Lang. But whatever. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's all my people. Oh. Oh. Well. Okay. I have John Hughes facts now. Okay. Okay. So. I don't have much interesting facts, but I can tell you things he's done because you didn't really know who he was um, when I told you that he directed this. He wrote Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, the Beethoven franchise, you know, the one with the St. Bernard dog? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Home Alone franchise, National Lampoon's Vacation, and that franchise, 16 Candles, Pretty in Pink. And he produced 101 Dalmatians, and he acted, but cameoed, in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Breakfast Club, and Class Reunion. Uh, And here are some three fun facts about him. Oh, I already told you the one that he cut ties with Molly Ringwald and Anthony Michael Hall. But uh, he died of a sudden heart attack while taking a morning stroll in Manhattan while visiting family on August 6, 2009. He was only, or he was 59. That's not that young, but it's not that old, you know? It's like middle-aged man. And this one you'll like. The pilot episode of Community is dedicated to him. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Because like, you know, Abed's all about like um, movies. Right. That's like his thing. Yeah. He thinks he's living a movie or no, he thinks he's living a TV show, but he wants to be a movie. Yeah, I think they quote Breakfast Club in the first episode. I'm sure they do. I think they did. I think I remember that. happening. Yeah, yeah, because he says, you know what I get on on Christmas, a pack of cigarettes. And he says, smoke up, Johnny. Yeah, yeah. That, he does say that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I watched that and I'm like, what's, what is going on? <laughs> but, yeah. Because they're all fighting and then he starts saying that. Okay, yeah, that's all I have. All right. Are we going to rate it now? Sure, yeah. Do you know what I got on Rotten Tomatoes? I'm looking it up. All right, look up it faster. I'm typing as fast as I can. It got an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I think is very fitting. That's good. I give it a 10 out of 10, 100%. Great movie. Yeah, I give it a 9 out of 10. 
I don't like Claire. Uh, I'll give you a little review of all the characters. I don't okay. like Claire. I don't like her. I mean, she's all right. She is. She's very, very fitting. She act. Molly Ringwald acts in that role very well. That role is definitely supposed to be a stuck-up little snobby brat, and she definitely is a stuck-up little snobby brat. Um, yeah. So I, agree. I don't like the character though. Stupid. Um, um, I'm kind of indifferent about Andrew. Sometimes I like him. Sometimes I don't. Uh, he's just mediocre yeah. character for me. With Bender, uh, he's he's fun. He is uh, interesting. He's a lot. Uh, I guess it's kind of the same way with Andrew that I'm just kind of like, I don't hate him, but I don't love him. He's a little more than mediocre to me, you know? Like, he's a little better than mediocre. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. Allison is, I think think she's my second favorite character. She's real fun to me. Her burst of just screaming. She's cool. And Brian's my favorite. He's the best. Uh, He's the sweetest thing in the world, and I want to hug him, especially when he starts crying later on i i cried during that scene when the first time i saw it and they were talking about what's going to happen to us on monday i cried a lot and then he really sad but i wanted to hug brian he's a cute little baby and i love him but i don't like, I don't like the principal bad character oh good character bad i don't like him though he's a good sure. character he makes sense i just don't like him and i like the janitor janitor is cool yeah i was gonna say i love that scene where Brian's crying and he's like, I think Bender like laughs and he's like, what, do you think I'm stupid because I can't make a lamp? He's like, no, you're a genius because you can't make a lamp. Yeah. Do you want to know my ratings of characters? Sure. I think my least favorite character is Andrew. Okay. I just think he's, I don't know, he's not really much of anything. (laughs) He's boring. Yeah, he really is boring. Yeah. At least Claire has something to her i like emilio estevez a lot though i just andrew's kind of boring yeah and then above the janitor actually no the janitor i think he's fun character but i don't think there's really anything to him i think he was just there yeah sure because he so he's at the bottom just because of that none of them are bad characters right um and then claire Mm-hmm. because she yeah she's like a really spoiled brat which i think her character's interesting but she's not the most interesting she's very surface level she doesn't have a lot of depth to her. are her parents divorced i don't remember was that a part of it that like she i think she did say that she's like sh- they use her to get back at each other no yeah yeah because yeah, she said they usually and then ju- what's his name john is later he's like no you said they used them to get back at each other wouldn't i be outstanding in that yeah, okay yeah so that's why I liked her more than Andrew, because at least she has more of that. Depth. Yeah. And then above that would probably be the principal. I thought he was pretty cool. I Yeah, I didn't like him as a character, like as a person, but I thought his character, yeah, yeah. like his thing was great. He plays that character really well, where he's just like the angry principal that hates Bender. And then above the principal would be Allison. I thought she was a really cool character, mm-hmm. because most of, a lot of the other characters, their conflict is external. It's like their parents. Mm-hmm. and she, her parents like definitely ignore her but i feel like her problems are very internal like her personality is very interesting i like the way that ali sheedy played that character because a lot of people who play emo characters are just like looking down and like they look sad she's not sad she's just different and she's like manic she's like yeah it's not she's not emo she's more like goth i guess but i like that she was just like in her own little world and like 
she's like more unstable she's more un- she's more unstable than like just sad yeah. and i liked it she had more depth yeah i feel it was more true because it's not like just like emo like oh i'm sad all the time she was like really like honestly like she really needs help mm-hmm. it was very it was a good character to watch <laughs> i um, like when she got her makeover and andrew's like wow uh, and she's and then she's like what claire did it <laughs> like, yeah. is it bad claire did it i hated that it's like the ending of Greece. I think I said that three times when we were watching it. Mm-hmm. I hate it so much because they both changed themselves for a guy. I don't think Allison did it as much for Andrew. Well, she I think was she's doing it for fun, but I don't think it was still like who she was. I think Claire was just giving her a makeover because Claire was like, "You'll be pretty if your hair isn't in your face and you take that black stuff off your eyes, and then like you have like the potential of being really, really pretty if you try really if you if you actually put effort into it, you know? Like, sure, you can be beautiful without trying, but like, I don't. It's just like if you're gonna put your hair on your face and like not let you like Andrew was like, I can I can see your your eyes, I can see your face, and she. Like, is that good or bad? He's like, it's good. I like seeing your face. It's like if you always had your hair in your mm-hmm. face, I would be like, can can you move your hair? I want to see you. You know? Yeah, I get that, but I also think it's not like true to her. I don't think she should have to like dress like Claire. I don't think the clothing. Pretty. I don't think the clothing should have happened, but I do like the fact that she moved her hair because that was the only thing that I didn't like about. Oh, I love Allison. I only thing I think like about her appearance. Like as a whole, like if I if I were Andrew, the only thing I wouldn't like about her is that I just can't see her face. Like if I'm gonna look at someone I want to be with and not be able to see their face, what's the point? If I was Andrew, <laughs> I'd be like, wash your hair, and then we're fine. Wash your hair. There's get some danger shampoo. Coming. Yeah, get the parmesan out of your hair. Okay, and then at uh, my top two is Bender and Brian because I like Brian a lot. I almost want to put Bender ahead of him. Because I love Bender's character arc so much. And he's such a good character to see him transition from, like, the just jerk character to, like, being in love with Claire. Well, he's not in love, but, like, still. Having something I, to be hopeful for. Yeah. And then he, he puts his fist up. And uh, I think he's such a good character. But hmm. I do like Brian. I think... Bender had the best character. I keep calling him Jed Nelson. Like, that's just his character name. I yeah, you did that with Andrew. You called him Emilio. Oh, whoops. There are other characters. Anyways, what's his name? Bender. I think Bender has the best character arc. I don't think anyone really, anyone else changed besides like Allison, but her personality didn't change. Just her face. And that was it. You know, like he had the best like arc. He was just like, low life ter- terrorizing people for like the lack of a better word and then he found something to be hopeful for and something to look forward to and got happy and i think I like, I like that a lot but brian's the best period oh okay sorry your oh. opinion's wrong mm, okay um <laughs> so like i said i rate the movie nine out of ten uh-huh where does the point um, go why not the why not ten out of ten i don't know it's just really good the only thing i didn't like with the movie is that it I get this is, like, kind of part of it, but every time they, like, started to become friends, they would have a fight again, and they'd be all, like, they'd all hate each other again. And then they'd start to become friends again, and they'd all hate each other again. I don't know. Maybe I just like cliches, but I want more of, like, the gradual increase, because, like, it seemed like they got, they became friends really quickly, and then they hate each other. And they mm-hmm. became really quickly, and then they hate each other. I like it more, like, gradual friends. Mm-hmm. Like, if they just started talking to each other a little bit. And mm-hmm. then, like, when Bender 
quote unquote sacrifices himself for them mm-hmm. that's like when it really starts to pick up yeah and then yeah. even when they're like sitting in the circle i wouldn't mind it i wouldn't have minded that fight if there hadn't been already so many other fights yeah makes sense yeah. oh i think it's a perfect movie i know no complaints except for the fact that brian didn't get anyone in the end um <laughs> is that uh is that all that's that, it the that's all i got all right that's all episode right. two done see you guys so. next week or i guess yeah. we won't you listen to us next week you can go follow yeah. us on instagram at noda podcast you can email us at noda.pod at gmail.com is that it is that all the stuff we have but yeah you can write us an email and tell us what movie you think we should do you can comment about how amazing we are yes um, um give us a review we are on every oh yeah review us on apple um, that's it yeah we'll see you guys next week um, bye bye